Good morning. You're listening to Saturday Morning Dads. My name's Sean. My name's Curtis. And today we are just kind of goofing around, doing yeah. a mini episode. Yep. I uh, I didn't do my homework, Sean. I'm supposed to watch a little movie called Pony Sitters Club, and I totally failed. Curtis, how long did you have to watch this movie? I mean, you sprung it on me last minute, like like a month. <laughs> Five weeks. Five weeks. We waited an extra week, so... Yeah, sorry about that. Now, let me ask you this. Why did you not want to watch Pony Sitter's Club? Um, Just, it didn't align with my... uh, Religious beliefs? Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, you know, I don't believe in watching movies about ponies. I was about an unwed mother. Do you have any problems with unwed mothers? Totally, yeah. Big, 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 big problems. Now, what if that unwed mother is played by Madeline Lee? Oh, well, that changes things, doesn't it, Sean? Yes, I just want to call attention to the fact that this movie had the wonderful Madeline Lee in it, the most competent actor in the Dyke universe. Yeah, the the, the Dykeverse. The Dykeverse. Um, I'm talking about the director whose name is... John... John, Is it Jacob? Jake, Jake? James. James G. Dyke. We don't know that. It's a J name, and yeah. it's middle initials G, and he directed uh, Forest Fairies, yeah, which uh, had many of the which didn't have, did not have any of the same actors, but had many of the same vibes. Um, and, small, yeah, uh, special effects to render people to look smaller than normal people. Yes, or smaller than human humans, more like a f- fairies in the forest. Yes, correct. He had that technology, yeah. which was also featured on every PBS kids show circa 1992. Yeah. Um, and then and then he also directed uh, one of our all-time favorites. Um, Witch's Ball. A Witch's Ball. One of the yeah, which, uh, hardest to digest movies we've done. Also had great special effects to, to make someone look small. Uh, also, the all-time greatest uh, makeup and costume effects of a mermaid in a movie. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I've seen previews for The Little Mermaid. Not even close. No, her body is skin colored and not all the colors of paint. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they didn't paint her like a bass. Yeah, right. With uh, with Crayola She's... washable paint. <laughs> <laughs> Non-toxic. Um yeah, and then so I wanted I wanted to watch this movie because it's called Pony Sitters Club, the big sleepover, and it has Madeline Lee in it, and I think she's very skilled and talented in many ways, and it has the same little girl I forget the little girl's name, but the same little girl from Witch's Ball is in this movie. She's the a little t- older, the titular witch. Yes, she is now a little older and riding horses. So let me tell you everything that happens in this movie. Yeah, she loves horses. She loves horses. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Uh, there's um, a series of books called the Pony Sitter Club. Have you heard of them? I've heard of the Babysitter's Club. It's like that, but with horses. Okay. So the premise of these this book is there's a ranch run by a woman and her dad and a bunch of children. And um, whose children are they? Are they well, orphans? One, they're just town children. 
One is one belongs to the lady who owns it. So I don't remember her character name, but her name is Madeline in real life. So uh, there's Madeline and Madeline's dad, who is some very hunky silver fox guy. He's definitely got a lot of action on the Hallmark Channel. Like he is a very handsome sixty. All right, and full head of very white hair. I loved it. Uh, that's the direction my hair is going in. Um, and then, uh, so they chill out on this far- farm and, like, babysit people's horses when they go out of town and, like, take care of sick ponies. Okay. And then their their daughter's so kind of, like, like, the leader. Is this, like, rich people horses or is it, like, farm it's like farm horses? Yeah. it's Well, it's clearly set in, like, the country outside of Toronto. It was filmed in Canada. But it's, like, supposed to be the American South. Uh, and it's definitely just like good working farm folk. Okay. Good good working, good hard working farm folk. These are workhorses. Uh, there was a retired police horse in this show. Okay. Um, so they come and like they take care of these horses. Uh, like if somebody's sick and in the hospital, like Farmer Brown is sick and they have to take care of his horse. Um, and so there's a group of children who love horses and animals. They take care of all animals. And uh, they just, like, chill out in a barn and, like, fill out spreadsheets about, like, taking care of rabbits. Is that, does that really happen in the, in the film? There is a girl who has a laptop with a spreadsheet. Oh, they also have a newsletter. They have a newsletter, too. They're very big on putting, finding content for their newsletter, which is a little bit relatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sadly. Yes, yeah. it is. Um and one kid's kind of a tech kid. He's like a nerd, but he's also good at soccer. He's the only boy in the Pony Sitters Club. And he's got a, dr- a drone. Now, I recognize this drone from my many times of watching YouTube videos as being a DJ, DJI Phantom, like which is a very high dollar drone. Okay. And so it makes no sense that this like fifth grader has a $3,000, $4,000 drone with a Canon you know, fancy camera strapped to it. Well, they're rich kids though. They have horses. No, these are these are poor country kids. These aren't these aren't rich rich city kids. They're right. not at their country house. They are at their only house that is in the country. Okay. Um they're very humble. Okay, so that's the premise. Uh and then here's what's up with it. Um there is no movie. Turns out there was a Netflix series that lasted two seasons that based on that premise and they just took three episodes and had the main girl the witch girl do a little voiceover in between each episode to stitch them together about how crazy this one summer was and how she'll never forget these memories and then they just play three episodes and then at the end it's like oh and then we had a really cool sleepover and that part's 10 minutes long and has no conflict. <laughs> Just they went on a scavenger hunt that ended up back where they started. But when they got back home, her mom had made them a cool place to sleep. The end. That's, oh. And then they saw the night sky. And when they cut to the night sky, it's like this crazy like Hubble telescope <laughs> shot of the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> and they're like, there's Orion's belt. I'm like, you can't see Orion's belt. It's the Northern Lights. What are you talking about? That's awesome. Um, oh, uh, uh, but yeah, so let me just give you a quick synapse. Story one, 
a retired police horse that could sniff, that could track with its nose, comes to live with them. And um, then they're this old this old man that they're all friends with who is clearly a guy who just plays Santa Claus at Macy's. Um, but he he got lost. Nobody can find him. They can't find him at the bridge club. They pass flyers around town. He left his, fl- his hat at the community center. He's not at the nursing home. Nobody's seen him all day. And they're like, should we call the authorities? And like, no, we'll just rely on these fifth graders. <laughs> so if we can't find him by sundown, we'll call the po- we'll call the police. Is what the adults decide. <laughs> oh, wow. We'll let the kids in this horse that can smell real good <laughs> find him. <laughs> and then, and then there's this whole story, and the, the, they they hand out flyers. Do the flyers ever pay off? No. They go to all the places he goes to. Nothing happens there. And then at the end, one girl's just like, "Oh, that's an orange on the table." He loves reading his book by the orange flowers. And then they go out into the woods and he's just asleep on a bench. He just fell asleep reading a book and apparently apparently been sleeping there for 16 hours. So the horse didn't even... The horse didn't sniff him out. They int- it's like the opposite of a Chekhov's gun, right? Like they introduce act one, scene one, a horse that smells real good. And it has no use in resolving the conflict. Wait, so there was a like an orange, like a fruit, like yeah, an orange some, fruit on a table. Oh yeah, there's like another subplot where they're like packing lunches for seniors, and so they're like making oranges for that. And the girl just sees, and the girl's got a terrible list. So I just weird because the main girl had a bad uh, speech impediment in Witch's Ball. She's in this show as like the main leader of the pony sitters. And her speech impediment's gotten a lot better, but they brought in a new younger girl who has an even worse speech impediment. And she's just like, oh, an orange. I don't know. I can't do a speech impediment. And she's like, ah, he loves reading his book by the orange flowers. And then they just walk over some flowers, and there he is. So she just made the leap of yeah. an, a fruit that is orange means that he is reading a book by orange flowers. Well, he lo- yeah. She just remembers. So he just, just jogged lo- her memory. He just loves the color orange that much. Yeah, and when they get there, it's like three flowers just just sitting by a tree. It's not like a field of orange flowers or a grove of orange flowers or a bush with orange flowers. It's just like three daisies they bought at Home Depot and planted next to a bush. It's yeah, that's awesome. And and uh, yeah, and they bring the horse that smells real good with them, and he doesn't do anything. Like the whole, like he, he was completely like, useless. He didn't sniff out like orange peel or no, oh, no. It was mostly just shots of girls riding horses in the woods. There was a lot of that. the The movie or, or this portion of the film was, I guess, about thirty minutes, and only had like twenty minutes of plot and ten minutes of just like shots of middle schoolers riding horses. Yeah, that's what it's all about, though, right? Yeah, and I also want to point out, on all three of these, um, these two girls, the two girls that both have speech impediments, are the only two that ever ride the horses. (laughs) (laughs) The other kids are not allowed on the horses. (laughs) Um, Then, what was the next story? Um, Anyway, they were all equally that dumb. I don't need to tell you all of them. I'll just uh, tell you the highlights of them. So... In one story, 
as kind of the B plot of the story, um, the main girl, the witch, fine is like is like going around. She's like, oh, I swear I put these pillows on the couch, but they're not here. And then the dad, the grandpa is like, oh, I swore I put a pie up on the windowsill, but it's not here. And then uh, she finds in the like loft area of the barn this 18-year-old Asian girl uh, who's living there that they know. Uh, but um, she was orphaned and she she grew up in foster care, but aged out of foster care. And so she had to move out and was now homeless. And many times throughout the story, they point out that she had great foster parents and how her foster parents really loved her. But she's like, then I turned 18 and those are the rules. They had to let me go. (laughs) I don't think that's the rules. (laughs) I don't know know how they just completely abandoned you. I don't know. And so that's the one where they had to take care of Farmer. That's the A plot. It's Farmer Brown messed up his knee and he had to get a knee replacement and he couldn't take care of his horses. So, um, they, they were taking care of his horses while he was in the hospital. And, and then, uh, so that's the resolution was they, she went to go live with farmer Brown and take care of the farm in exchange for like living in a shed. Okay. Yeah. So uh, indentured servitude yeah. type of basically <laughs> <laughs> situation. Yeah. All right. That sounds great. Um, were there were there any um, special effects in these of note? There were absolutely no special effects. Oh man, no CGI horses, no uh, um, sick grandmother who makes horse uh, sculptures. sculptures that you can only see from a certain angle. Oh yeah, I just put it together. This is the, also the second Dyke Universe horse movie. What was that one called? Um, Forest fairies. Oh, that was Forest Fairies. Yeah, the Forest Fairies, which had a lot more to do with horses and a lot less to do with forests. Yeah, I kind of think that um, Director Dyke has like some affiliation with a horse ranch or people who own horses. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, here's one fun thing. Okay, so you know how in Witch's Ball they had the 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 fun weird cars at the end. Yes. The one weird car or the one that keeps showing over yes. and over. Uh, so this, he's got to just be like tied into the tuner community in Toronto <laughs> or something. Cause there's an annoying woman who is the mom's like kind of friend, her daughter, the, the other, the girl with the bad speech impediment, her mom is like played up as this annoying, um, prissy, like over the top, everything's for show. Well, I never pearl clutching type and uh there's a part where she gets out of her car and it's this totally like tuned out like fixed up tuner gti like a golf gti <laughs> for no reason <laughs> no reason <laughs> like you would think she would drive like a mercedes g-wagon or something but she's driving like a 2002 golf gti or whatever so yeah. it's, it's like bright green and it's got um <laughs> rims and stuff it's ridiculous that's awesome yeah so that makes no sense that she drove that so it's a, it's, i'm a little disappointed that um he didn't get any special effects in there though yeah especially because this was uh done for netflix i think i think this was what netflix was yeah or maybe just Netflix bought it. It wasn't like a Netflix produced thing. But the movie was basically a, a clip show. It was it was it was a clip show of whole entire shows. That's um, man, 
What a ripoff. I'm really glad you didn't watch it. I am too. Very glad. Uh, um, but I'm also very sorry. Yeah. And also, Madeline Lee wasn't even in one of the stories. What? Yeah, so Glory. her sister was. Oh, man. Nobody wants that. I know. I follow her sister on Twitter now, too. <laughs> um, and they're not related in real life. Oh, okay. I was going to ask. Yeah. Uh, actually, Madeline Lee makes... Uh, she posted uh, just yesterday on uh, Instagram, like a little skit she did with her friends. It was real cringy. Oh, um, yeah. But, um, so you're full on, like, stalking her. Not stalking her. I just hope to work with her on professional capacity. We're both in the <laughs> entertainment business. All right. Our podcast gets as many listens as her show. Her, well, maybe. Maybe. I mean... Only got one. I should have got two this last week, but uh, only got one. Yeah. Only got one watch. We only got one to watch. Pony Sitters Club. Oh, Pony Sitters Club. Yeah. <laughs> I paid money for this. Too. No, you did not. Yes. Oh, man. And, and it's like you can watch the episodes for free on Netflix or you can watch, pay. watch three, pay to watch three strung together episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there's another one, too. I was, I was going into this all excited thinking, I wonder if I can. Get Curtis to watch this Pony Sitter Club sequel back to back, and then I was like, "That's probably too much." Um, <laughs> I don't think he sees the talent in Madeline Lee as like I do, and um, but yeah, it's probably just also a clip show. And also, the trailer for the movie makes it look like it's about the grandpa having to sell the girl's favorite pony and ruining her summer, and that was not in it at all. That's weird. Yeah. That's very strange. Um, anyway, you can watch The Little Mermaid. Yeah, I am. Little Mermaid, I think it's already out. I think it came out today. Uh, but we're going to wait. We're going to watch it in the theater on Monday morning. Nice. What theater are you going to go to? Alamo, probably. You're going to go to like a crybaby showing? Or? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have to. We have two crying babies. So. Yeah. Well, one one crying baby and one baby who's going to be running all over the theater. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, but we we took them to it was a different setting. It was a birthday party at Alamo Drafthouse. Which next birthday party I'm doing that because uh, for your, for your kids or for yourself? Maybe both. Okay. Because um, they take every, they take care of everything for you. You rent out a theater, one of the small theaters. They like come and take your orders and like everybody just kind of kind of does it for themselves um they bring you all the food and then they like set everything up and then you just watch a movie and the kids can be as loud as they want because they're nobody else nobody else in there um but they both really did well in that movie that's good stevie she's only two and she sat through the whole thing that's crazy and she how much melatonin did you give her none really wow she loved bowser Oh she yeah, the bad guy. Man, uh, I guess Stevie's not old enough to demand you play YouTube videos yet. No, but she's getting there. Okay, because my kids have been demanding YouTube videos and uh, Spotify uh, of Jack Black singing the peaches, 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 <laughs> peaches, peaches. Yeah. And I love that my kids love Jack Black because I love Jack Black. 
and I keep wanting to show him Jack Black's other work, but oh, it's not, yeah, not they're not old not old enough for Tenacious D yet. No, but man, Jack Black better get residuals on this song. He better be. Oh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure this is the number one banger of the summer, as far as my kids are concerned. That was a fun movie. I oh yeah, it was it was ten out of ten. Yeah. So are you gonna watch uh, the Little Mermaid? Yeah, I think I'll watch it. I don't think I'm gonna go to the theater for it though. I don't. Do you think your kid? Do you think your kids will watch it with you? I know for sure Maddie's gonna watch it. Um, Max hates movies and mermaids and singing and musicals. Okay, so it's probably not gonna be up his alley. No. Um, yeah. Maddie and I will watch it on the TV. Oh, I bought a new TV. This is relevant to the podcast. I bought a new TV. It's huge. Um, and my movie experience uh, has been much, much improved. That's awesome. Um, the first movie I watched on it was Pony Sitters Club The Big Sleepover. Oh, man. Uh, what a way to break it in. Yeah. I need to watch, like, The Matrix. I was going to suggest you watch The Matrix. It's good. Visuals. Cinematic visuals. I think I have... I think the last... I know one of my, not this TV, but the previous TV that I bought, the first thing I watched on it was uh, Star Trek, the newer movie, like, mm-hmm. but the first one of the newer series with Chris Pine. Oh, okay. Um, and it was great. Now, the, the last time I bought a TV, um, it had, it was when UHD first came out. And um, I bought like an ultraviolet uh, Blu-ray. Um, and I, I could play it in my Xbox and, uh, I paid an abundant amount of money for this TV. Uh, and I bought, um, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. And that was, and I watched it once mm-hmm. and that was the only time I ever watched any UHD content on that TV. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> it was just, it might as well have just been a 1080 TV. Uh, yeah, I feel like some of the streamers offer UHD, but yeah, you have di- to have, I think Disney, you, you Disney. have to have very good, uh, internet yeah. to, so, to be able to stream that. And I, I also, since I bought this TV, this TV was not a very special TV or anything, but it does have UHD and I paid extra for the, the more expensive Netflix account. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If if I've ever watched a UHD thing on Netflix, I don't know about it. Yeah. I think <laughs> so every, I assume. I think on everything on Disney Plus is by default. But one weird thing is you have to have, uh, if it's not like the built-in app, uh, you have to have a better HDMI cable. You have to have an HDMI 2.1 cable. This is not great podcasting info. Uh, yeah, but, not, not for this podcast. I was just thinking that. Like, this is pretty uh, off. Anyway, I'm going to watch Little Mermaid in UHD on my 65-inch TV. My living room is tiny. My living room is but you have smaller good, than you this have, office. You have good in. sound, though. I have huge, massive speakers. It's very theatrical in my living room now. Um, and the TV is only like four feet away from your face. Uh, so it's great. And That's going to be great. Part of your world is going to be... Uh, Banging. So Maddie and I will cuddle up and watch that, and Max can go and just watch Peaches, 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 Peaches on repeat on my phone in the bedroom. So uh, do you think that live-action Little Mermaid is going to be better than live-action Pinocchio? No. 
what if Tom Hanks uh, makes a cameo as Sebastian, the the crab? <laughs> <laughs> Who is playing Sebastian? Or what if Tom Hanks is... Um, King Triton. No, the uh, prince... Um, what's the prince? Um, prince Charming? I don't know. No. Some prince it's, uh, anyway. You know the old guy that's kind of like not his dad, but and not any relation, but he's like his caretaker? You know which guy I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. That was... Tom Hanks. That was Tom Hanks. Shuffling around, but he's he's acting uh, exactly like he did as Geppetto. Well, then it'd be hilariously bad? Yes. You know what's hilariously bad? What, did you ever watch the, uh, the Little Mermaid stage show? Live action stage, stage show where um, the girl who played Moana plays Ariel? And no. it's live on stage, like at one of the Disney parks. Um, and you know the the French cook who sings a song, yeah, played by John Stamos. What? <laughs> that sounds on, awesome on the stage. Do, oh, does John Stamos reprise the role for the movie? I hope so. I mean, it was like John Stamos can sing. Yeah, he, he is a musician after all. He plays. He played drums for the Beach Boys. Did you know that? I believe it was featured heavily in one of my favorite documentaries of all time. Full House. Full House, yeah. Yeah. Um, he also did that cool thing where he could play the keyboard and like throw his leg over it. Yeah, and then he had that one song that was really big in Japan. Yeah. Um, and again, in that documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't... Would you call it a documentary or uh, like a reality... Like Infotainment. The, one of the first reality TV shows. Yeah. It was basically the Kardashians. Yeah. Where they followed this family around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, you know, the dad was really good about like teaching his daughter's life lessons. And wearing like really cool jeans. What a great show. I say that, but I haven't seen it in a very long time. I'm sure it's garbage. Oh, yeah. I mean... Anything could be put on TV back then. I know I watched it every Friday. TGIF. Oh, yeah. You know you know what I love is that episode of uh, Family Matters where Urkel turns into Bruce Lee. Yeah. And then, do you remember when he uh, had that machine that turned him into Stefan Urkel and he was really cool? No, I do not remember that. Oh, that was... Uh, that was a, a, Way after they jumped the shark on that show, which I th- I feel like they jumped the shark pretty early on. Yeah, um, like halfway through season one. <laughs> but he, yeah, he had that. He built this machine um, in order to lure Laura, who was his love interest, who yeah. wanted nothing to do with him, yeah. and he would transform from Steve Urkel into Stefan Urkel, um, and he was like really suave and really cool, and Laura like really liked him, and then he would like turn back into Steve Urkel. The nerdy kid. Kind of sad, if you think about it. Sad, sad all around for everybody involved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of people think that Carl Winslow, the dad from Family Matters, um, was a spinoff uh, of his role in Die Hard. Yes. They're both cops. Both cops, uh, but I feel like that's where it ends. <laughs> Remember when they made the gritty reboot of... Um, the the gritty reboot of uh, Fresh Prince. Oh yeah, I did not. So, I made it a point not to watch that show. So 
making fun of that, they did a gritty reboot of Family Matters. <laughs> yes. I think on SNL or I something. Saw, I saw that. Yeah, that, that was, was good stuff. That was really funny. Um, Where Urkel was a murderer. Oh, man. Urkel, I didn't like the character of Urkel. I didn't like him. I didn't, I didn't find him funny. But I do distinctly remember there being a uh, claw machine at the um, at the the skatatorium, and everybody trying to win Urkels out of there, and like a bunch of kids walking. Urkels around. like um, like, like stuffed, stuffed Urkel stuffed dolls. Urkel dolls, stuffed Urkel dolls, and like interesting. They're being a, like it was like filled to the brim, and like everybody was waiting. All these kids are walking around stuff, stuffed Urkel dolls, and I was just like, uh, Urkel's stupid, and I don't like Urkel. Oh. I was he pretty was punk a, rock. He was a phenomenon. Yeah, he was. Because there were only like five TV stations. Who do you think would win in a, like a back alley fist fight? Steve Urkel or Balky Bartokovus from Perfect, Perfect Strangers? I don't know who that second person is. Did you ever watch Perfect Strangers? No, I don't know who Perfect Strangers is. It was TGIF, like, um, it was like the first iteration of TGIF. But Perfect Strangers was cousin Larry Appleton. It lived in Chicago, and his cousin from um, the island of Mipos, which is like a uh, made up Greek island, came over uh, and lived with him. And it was about basically how um, how dumb they both were. Okay, <laughs> uh, but it was very funny. Well, does Steve Urkel have access to his machine that turns him into Bruce Lee? Man, I don't remember him turning into Bruce Lee. That must have been like this when they jumped back over the shark. He had a machine where you could put DNA in it and it would turn him into that person. And he had Bruce Lee's DNA. Yeah, and then I think he had like Einstein's DNA too. Um, I forget. Um, what a show. What a time. Yes. Anyway. Uh, did you watch... Uh, we're, let's go back to live action... Disney remakes. Okay. Um, under the radar, they threw in uh, Peter Pan and Wendy. No, I didn't watch it. Maddie watched it, and Maddie said it was terrible. I watched it. I actually liked it. Okay. Well, who am I going to believe? A grown man with culture and taste? and I would say it's probably degree. not as much fun for kids to watch. Okay. It had a little too much uh, emotion emotionality. Mm-hmm. Was it about having to leave your childhood behind? Partly, yes. So that's a hard leaving, thing for a seven-year-old. <laughs> like leaving friends behind and, yeah. Mm. Yeah, growing up. It, yeah, it had a, a, some adult themes in it. This is, yeah, this sounds pretty rough. I, I, I wish Maddie didn't watch it. <laughs> sounds, she's going through a lot in life right now. But um, are, you, um, are you excited about The Little Mermaid? I'm very excited. I'm hoping that it's either really, really good or really, really bad. Yeah, but like Disney bad is not as much fun to watch as like Forest Fairies bad. Because it's never going to be like they didn't put any money into it. So that the no. special effects and the makeup and costumes are really funny. Well, like, have, funny, have you, have funny you seen bad? the pictures of the pufferfish guy? What's his name? Flounder? Have you seen the pictures of Flounder in the live action remake? Um, no. Isn't he just a fish? It looks really bad. Is it like uh, Thomas the Tank Engine where it's like a fish with a human face on it? Close. <laughs> no. Close. Okay. 
Yes. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that. What about, is Sebastian the Crab in it? I don't know. I haven't seen any pictures of that. But I've seen pictures of Flounder and it looks goofy. Okay. All right. Who plays Sebastian? That's an important role. I don't know. I hope it's... In, I, uh, in the live action stage show? I believe it was Shaggy. Really? Yes. Why is this live action stage show so star studded? I didn't know Disney did that for oh, their. Queen Latifah was um, Ursula. Uh, Ursula, she killed it. She was awesome. How long did this run for? It was just one one show. It's on Disney Plus. You can watch it. Oh, I thought this was like an attraction you go to when you visit Disney World. No, it was like a special. Oh. Um, but yeah, you can watch it on, and they'll they'll play like part of the movie. And then they do the songs live. Did, did you ever watch the, uh, Kimmy Schmidt? I I watched a few episodes, but not that much. Well, I won't finish this thought, but Titus from Kimmy Schmidt was really campaigning to play Ursula. Oh, that would have been that would have been fun. Yeah, uh, that guy's hilarious. They got oh, who's what's her name playing Kimmy Schmidt or not Kimmy Schmidt? Uh, um, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Should we... I'm not excited about that. I'm not super excited about that. I wish they would have brought Queen Latifah back in. Yeah, Queen Latifah. Come on. Because she's very... She can act like real over the... I mean... She is so charismatic. Or not charismatic. Oh, where I'm looking for. She uh, has a lot of presence. Yeah. Like, she has, She's a big presence. She's a big personality. She can go way over the top. Yeah. Plus, uh, she can sing her butt off. Great singer. Melissa McCarthy? I don't know. I don't think Melissa McCarthy can sing. Never heard her sing. The now, the actress playing, um, the Little Mermaid. What's her name? Ariel. What's the actress's name? I don't know. She's she's a singer first. I don't think I know who it is. Um, she is I'm a not, singer cool first. Enough. Yeah, she is not young. Cool enough to know singers. Gen Z kids like her. Um, but yeah, she is. Um, she's a good singer. I listened to some of her songs. She's going to nail the songs. I don't know if she can act in the in-between-the-songs part. But then she doesn't really have to because half the movie, Ariel can't say anything anyway. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so you don't even have to be that good of an actress. She loses her voice. Yeah, you just sing some songs in the beginning and then stumble around and try to learn how to walk. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be fun uh, to watch it with the girls. Yeah. Well, Curtis, you want to call it a, you want to call it a night? Go yeah. start this three-day weekend? Yeah. Hope you have a great uh, Memorial Day. You want to high-five right in front of the microphone? Yeah. All right. That was a 100% authentic high-five you just heard. Yes. Have a great weekend. You too. You too. Bono.